Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dong. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. And we're live. What's up, you guys? Listen, your boy, 184, the milestone event that all of you have waited for, especially me. Jimmy, how are you? What are you going to say when 200 comes along? Uh, I don't know. Um, Mike, I didn't even think about that. Now, here's the thing. For those of you who weren't around and don't remember, I was supposed to. I was flying to Toronto for episode 100. Yes. I got to the airport, and I I could see the woman at the front desk walking away as I approached. And they're like, ah, you're too late. Sorry. And then the plane left 15 minutes early anyway. I got real close to being in Toronto. I was planning on it, got held up. I can't do that now. I can't just be like, I'm going to make a trip to Toronto. <laughs> it's not an option now. So I, I mean, technically you could. We've seen guys, we talked about it the other day. We've seen guys get across. Technically you could. I the thing could. is, once you would get here, there's not a lot we could do. Yes, true. That would be the issue. Very know. true. Well, speaking of you mentioning uh, listening to your boy 100, great, great segue. Uh, we're doing this on September 16. This is the birthday of Fightful Champion Melissa, and it was on listening to your boy 100 that she defeated Sean Ross Sapp in a – what was the stipulation of the match, technically? Uh, false count anywhere, I guess. I don't know. I this don't was know. False I count don't anywhere. make the rules. But she defeated him for the uh, for the Fightful Championship, and uh, to to celebrate Melissa's birthday, I posted on Twitter today the match of Sean Rossap and oh, Melissa. I also match. I also posted one of the one of your uh, de- title challenges afterwards. So that's all on Twitter right now uh, at Jimmy Van seventy four. Go check it out. I just got to say this: I I've taught many a people how to kickbox in my day. It was not easy to teach Melissa how to wrestle for <laughs> that, that segment. It was not. And she still beat you. What does that yeah, say about you? Yeah, exactly. Protect the <laughs> business brother. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It was, it was very difficult, but, uh, next thing I want to mention Melissa is, uh, 
Yeah, happy birthday to the Fightful Champion. I don't know where the belt is. It's around here somewhere. Probably she's probably got it at her house. She sure as heck aren't defending it. So maybe, maybe. Next thing I want to do, you know, a week or two ago we talked about WWE blurring the lines when it comes to an employer with independent contractors. And so I want to take a moment to pat myself on the back because I am the prototypical employer when it comes to how to treat independent contractors. I got Sean Ross Sapp over here. So doing, you are paying my student loans. I got Sean Ross Sapp over here <laughs> writing articles for Russell Talk now, doing uh, audio podcasts for Inside the Ropes. Prototypical employer when it comes to independent contractors. Good for you, Sean. Yeah, doing some stuff here and there. Um, it's funny because I had said, oh, you know what, I'm going to take less outside bookings, which I am. After this month, I'm going to be doing far less like non-fightful podcasts. I'll still be on like some of the European stuff, but I won't be doing a ton of, of other podcasts outside of this because I'm on enough at Fightful. But yeah, we're, we're doing some stuff. It's I do so many podcasts and news articles, it's a little bit different to actually write down my opinions again, but doing a little bit of that. And then um, basically we do... <laughs> We do like a 30-minute commercial for Fightful Select on Inside the Ropes every Monday. It's pretty cool. Awesome. I, I caught part of it this week, so I heard uh, Kenny talking about LGNs, and I heard you tell him about my collection, so I sent him the link on social media. So Yeah, uh, it's uh, I'm starting to get more and more into figures. So Yeah, you uh, said you have over 100? Yeah. That's a I lot. Do. I do. Uh, just bone crunchers, too. Ah. Bought an Executioner. It's the rarest, I think... A bone cruncher there is. Terry Gordy, yeah. Yep, yep. They actually one made one, huh? They did. Okay. They did. And I'm working on a feature. It'll be like 10 wrestlers who didn't have one, and eventually we'll put together some nice little video for that or something. Who didn't have one in terms of active wrestlers? Well, okay, yeah, just just bury, just bury my story. Uh, <laughs> Give me a couple. Char- Give me a couple. Chainsaw Charlie didn't have one. Uh, that's one of the more prominent really? ones. Really? Yeah, he was a tag team champion. And initially, you'd be like, oh, well, that's because he's got a chainsaw. Well, they actually gave Savio Vega a chainsaw oh, yeah. in, one of the, in one of the things. Um, they made one for almost everybody. Tom Brandy was there for two years. He didn't get one. Um, Jim the Anvil Neidhart's probably the most glaring omission. Like, he didn't huh. get one at all. I thought she inside Charlie did have a action figure. I just don't know no, if it was No, no, a... not Jack-specific. Jack-specific, Jack's okay. Pressure. Okay. But there okay. were, there were yeah, I've got a good 10, 11 uh, listed somewhere. But, yeah, I, I wrote that feature up, and I'll, I'll be filming that eventually. Yeah, some good stuff. Uh, some last thing I want to do is I want to just put over my uh, charity initiative, Grappling with Grief. Uh, we're doing this again on September 16. Tomorrow, September 17, I'm putting a part one of a new video series I'm doing called Heavy Hearts, which is about obesity. That's something that I dealt with in my life. A lot of people deal with it. And so uh, it hits home with me. So that part one is going up uh, tomorrow. And coming soon, you want to talk about a small world. Coming soon, we're, we're putting up an interview with Ben Newton. And oh, the, the way I heard about him is so kind of ironic. The way I heard about him was he started following Grappling with Grief's Twitter account. And so I looked up his profile and saw that he was a Paralympic athlete. And I thought, what? So then uh, I, I did some research on him and, uh, and, and ended up interviewing him. And turned out he's a Fightful fan. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's what great. a small world, and and he's got a really good story. He uh, he won a gold medal for Australia in the Paralympics in wheelchair rugby, which they call murder ball. Sean. Yeah, I know. I love it. Yeah. Uh, do you remember there was uh, a murder ball player? I think that was on uh, on the Jackass movies for a while. Like he would go in his wheelchair and do some of the stunts. Really? Yeah. He, he did the uh, thing where they. <laughs> They would shoot off the ramp into the water, and it was like I can't remember what they used. I kind to of remember, them. yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he did uh, some of that. By the way, guys, reminder: donate a super chat, get your question or statement read on the air. But yeah, I was so happy to see the interviewed Ben. Uh, he's great. Yeah, and I said to him in the interview, I was like, "So, what kind of injuries do you guys sustain uh, doing that?" And he said, "I'll send you a clip of me getting wiped out," and he did. And his his chair literally did like a flip like this with him in it. You know what I mean? I'm not surprised. It's, yeah. it's tough, man. Yeah, it's yeah, tough. yeah. It is. It is. Okay, so WWE's next earnings call, the Q3 earnings call, is tentatively scheduled for October 29. Now, we saw Vince McMahon get grilled on the Q2 call about ratings and about creative, but there has been a little bit of a change in the landscape, a, a little bit, since the Q2 earnings call, and if things continue down this path, I cannot wait for the Q3 earnings call on October 29. Last week, AEW Dynamite, unopposed on Wednesday night, did 1.016 million viewers on average. Uh, and according to Dave Meltzer, the show peaked at 1.2 million viewers for the Chris Jericho tag match. I think it was Jer- uh, Jericho and Hager against Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. Yeah. In comparison, the third hour of Raw this week did 1.53 million viewers. That's only a difference of about 21% between AEW's peak and the third hour of Raw. And it's not apples to apples, obviously, but it's still, this is going to be a major story. I think as time goes on and as we go into, say, next spring, next summer, this is going to become a major story. And so uh, I cannot wait for that Q3 earnings call if this trajectory continues because Vince is going to get hammered Sean Ross at. Oh, yeah. And he should. Yeah. Because I, I brought it up every every Monday and Friday, all the constant rematches and all yep. that. The same old thing. Yeah. Same old thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's got to be different. It's got to be fresh. It's got to have a new approach, but not like some gimmick. Raw Underground, Wild Card Rule, Brand to Brand Invitation. Oh, we're going to listen to you, and then you don't. It's got to be something genuine. Got to be something genuine. And again, it's not apples to apples, but uh, WWE is the established company. They got decades of history and brand recognition. They're kind of the mainstream darling. Jericho, remember when he was at the, uh, might have been a hockey game, and they put WWE superstar Chris Jericho on the, on the scoreboard at MSG. WWE is, is considered wrestling to the mainstream. So the fact that this new outfit, AEW, comes along and yet in less than a year on TNT, uh, WWE is getting paid $265 million a year by USA Network. AEW is getting a reported $44 million a year from TNT, uh, six times less than what USA pays WWE, and now their viewership is getting that tight? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you can't tell me USA is going to dig that? You can't tell me shareholders are going to dig that, Sean? So uh, it's going to get very interesting, I think. And, 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 oh, another, and another thing we should point out, Monday Night Football started this week. 
And yes. the ratings for Monday Night Football were, were considered disappointing. They were down from last season. But at some point this season, the numbers are going are gonna to rebound, whether there's going to be a really hot game everybody wants to see or maybe, maybe the, the standings are getting tight towards the end of the year, whatever it is. That means conceivably we could see Hour 3 get even closer to what AEW peaked this week. It's very what, – what a time. It's very interesting. Yeah, and I'm glad. I like to see a cohesive show succeed. And this this isn't an AEW versus WWE thing. I think AEW has the better show by far. Has the better show. I'm more interested in it. I, I watch it more. I'm less less jaded by their track record because they don't quite have the same track record as WWE for better or for worse. Um, they, Did your microphone just fall down or something? I came out of the little thing over oh, here. Yeah, I need I a new so. one. Okay. But. Um, there's yeah a way to way to put over the tech errors on the show, Jimmy. Maybe <laughs> I pay attention. I pay attention. But yeah, I, I think that AEW has earned their positive track record thus far. And usually, when something negative happens, they address it. There are some glaring omissions, but uh, I, I'm happy with it. I'm glad that we're seeing more competition. Uh, I just wish that the competition was two million instead of well, they cracked one million. I wish this was a higher number that we were going after, but I agree. Yeah. But they got to they got to start somewhere. For for me, the one point two million peak was more interesting than the average uh, total viewership number, and that's yeah. why I, I was telling Sean off the air that I want to start getting the quarter hours and the peaks and the lows because that's what's interesting to me because that tells you how many people potentially are are you know checking out the show. And uh, I'm telling you, man, like a year ago, it, would, it was unheard of a year ago to even think that AEW could come along and inside of a year be that close to hitting Raw's low. And, and again, we only know that that's the third hour, for the, the whole third hour did 1.53 million. I don't know if there was a, even a lower number in, during any quarter. But uh, I just, it's unheard of to think that that would happen. And this quickly, and here we are, so... Things are going to be interesting, man. And I tell yeah. you this, again, October 29 is when that earnings call is scheduled, which is a Thursday. And if Vincent Mann gets hammered on that call, get ready for the November 2nd episode of Raw the following oh Monday. He's going to be throwing all kinds of new shit out there that he'll forget about in a month, Sean. Way too much of it. Way too much all of kinds. it. We, we have a, a few super chats already. Uh, Queen Hannah says, Will Hobbs signed to AEW. He made a lot of positive impressions with the company. Got a nice little spot on All Out as well. So it's good to see him uh, being rewarded as a result. And that sirloin beef sons of bucks division is really starting to form in AEW. They've got some promising people in that division. I'm Uh, sorry, sons of bucks division? Yeah, it's no profanity September, Jimmy. Is that a term, sons of bucks? Yes, it is. Really? It is now. Oh, it is now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not my fault that you're not cultured. Jobber Apparently. says, great to see Sean write for the A-Show, WrestleTalk Magazine. All seriousness, look forward to seeing what you wrote. Hashtag FTF. Hey, I appreciate that. I do. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Get your question or statement read on the air, and it greatly helps us. Pass it to DJ says, here's some money because I'm still hyped that his uh, Denver Nuggets won last night. Unbelievable. Came back from two, three, one deficits and won. I'm really happy. Uh, a Kentucky player is going to win an NBA Finals. It's guaranteed now. And the Nuggets the, the, the nugget star is Canadian. Yeah. Jamal yeah, Murray. Jamal Murray. He's, he's yeah. the one from uh, University of Kentucky. Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. 
40 yeah, points. He is awesome. He is incredible. And then we have uh, Rob Wilkins sending a super chat saying, Jimmy Van, going back to Cameo Twitch conversation from last week, do you think WWE should just invest in a platform to do their own versions? Uh, WWE and their stars could make more money and they could keep stars. Uh, WWE could make more money. Yeah. I don't necessarily. Here's the problem if they do it on their own. Here's the problem. How do you say, okay, Roman Reigns, you get 500 bucks. Uh, Biggie, you get 100 Yes. Like how it, it's very difficult. It's, it's one thing for Vince McMahon to kind of indicate who his favorites are based on where they are on the card. It's another thing to put a dollar figure behind it. It'd be, that's, very, that's... It, it'd be very difficult. So I, I, I think what they would have to do in that case is have some kind of a flat rate across the board and then quietly give percentages. It'd be very difficult. That's, the, that's, that's one of the biggest issues. Point. Yeah, that's one of the biggest issues I see with it. That would be a really, really tough thing to, yes. to go at. Oh, man. And a super chat that actually got sent raw, uh, on the Raw show that we didn't get to. Drew Nicholas says, the visual was good, but h- how after all the weeks of retribution wreaking havoc, the Hurt Business are the only ones who care enough to step up? Yeah, everybody should be stepping up, Jimmy. I was going to talk about that later. We, we could talk about it now. The, there was one main issue I hated about that uh, segment at the end of Raw, uh, and I realized that they went off the air before the wrestlers had left the, the, the ring, whatever. What I hated about it the most is you got Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee taking all these guys out. How do you not immediately unmask them? How do you not immediately jump on each one of them and rip the mask off? And instead, they just did the typical looking at each other and looking at them and then cut scene. You know what I mean? I watched that thinking, if this was me and these guys have been, you know, threatening me forever and now I have my opportunity, I'm unmasking these fuckers. You know? Yeah, of course. So I, I hated that. I hated that. And, and for me, that kind of took me out of the whole thing. Um, otherwise, it was cool. It was, it was cool that, you know, the Hurt Business, you know, blurred the lines, heel face. They yes. just, just kind of took care of business. That was cool. But the fact these guys were laid out and nobody took the mass off, really dumb. It, it didn't make any sense. And that's all I want out of a baseline of my show. Yes. My wrestling show, I want it to make sense. If I see a bunch of rematches, I'm more inclined to like it if – or at least tolerate it, if it at least makes sense. Yeah, and the thing is, is Drew McIntyre's been kind of protected up until now. He's been one of the guys they've booked well. Uh, so he should have been one of, the, one of the first guys to jump in there and, and, and grab a mask off these guys, but he didn't. He just did the typical, I have to look at Keith Lee now because we have a match coming up, uh, and then we're going we're gonna to cut scene. Like, it just, I didn't like it. Uh, one other point I guess I'll make, uh, John Pollock reports, so you saw that there were five guys in a promo, five people, I should say, in a promo. Uh, John Pollock says that those people were Dominic Dijakovic, Mercedes Martinez, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden, and Mia Yim, and so it looks like those were the five. Now, when they were at ringside, and, and when they were like calling out the Hurt Business to come down the ramp, I swear one of them was Mojo Rawley. I would bet money one of it's them was possible. Mojo Rawley. And I know that they're doing placeholders, so un- until they're unmasked, it doesn't really make a difference. But I guess because those five, at least the ones that cut promos, they've got to be pretty solidified, I imagine. So those were the ones that, uh, that Pollock uh, mentioned. But Mojo Rawley was definitely one of the ones at ringside because the guy's sitting there going, come on, baby, the way that only Mojo Rawley does, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, you're right. He might, uh, as well, he might as well have had a rhinestone jacket on while he was at it. I wouldn't mind if one of them was Mojo, honestly. Uh, he's kind of been wronged by the system, you could say. So it, w- it would fit in with, with that 
so I think that that would be a good one to, to include as long as he's taken more seriously because, my God, poor guy's got hosed at every turn. What brand is we, he on I mean, now? Uh, SmackDown. I mean, we even have a term on a lot of our shows called getting mojoed because do you remember when he cut that amazing selfie promo? Yes. And then WWE were like, oh, well, that's it. People love it because it's on a cell phone, not because Mojo Raleigh is truly one of the best actors on WWE TV and was really good at cutting the promo. It was because it was on a phone. They had him looking into the into the mirror doing promos for like 18,000 weeks in a row with yeah. with paint on his face like a like cut glass kind of thing and then it went nowhere too. You're right. He has had his the, cut the, legs cut out a the lot. The direct opposite. The, the promos that got hit or that made people stand out him stand out to people was him holding a phone staring at it. So they were like don't look at a camera. Don't act like there's a camera. We're not even going to shoot you. We're going to shoot the mirror that's looking at you. Right. Oh, what a mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing about WWE business I want to talk about. Several of those people that were furloughed back in April, uh, they've quietly, I guess, now been flat out terminated. And we only know about it based on ones who have kind of publicly um, acknowledged it for the most part. Who all have you heard about so far? Obviously, Gerald Briscoe was a big one. Mike Rotondo was a big one. What all have you I heard? talked to Gerald Briscoe. You did? How's he doing? Did. He's doing okay. He said no anger, just emotion, which to me says Gerald Briscoe's probably mad. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the Monday Night War documentary? Yes. Remember? And Gerald Briscoe, Gerald, he was glistening because <laughs> yes. he was getting so worked up. He basically wanted to kick the shit out of all of them. So, yeah, I've, I've developed a bit of a professional friendship with Gerald Briscoe over oh, the yeah? last year, which is funny. Just I check on him. I, I truly respect his mentality. Like a lot of the people like Matt Riddle are people that Gerald Briscoe looked at and he's like, oh, I like them. And I'm a, you know, I'm a big amateur wrestling, catch wrestling guy. So I admire the type of skill set that he admires. So I'll check up on him from time to time. And I checked up on him last week and I was like, hey, man, if you ever want to talk about it, no pressure on or off the record, interview or not interview, I'll just listen to you. And he said, he's like, oh, I want to talk, but right now I've got a lot of emotion and I need to let that kind of subside. Right. He said, no anger, just some emotion. I later heard Sarah Stock was among those. That's a bummer. As if they needed less female influence in that company. Yeah. Getting rid of Sarah Stock, not, not a good one. I hear a lot of positive things about her. She seems, uh, from the outside looking in, a very positive headspace. She's got like a van that she's prettied up, like an RV van, and she just travels and really? goes everywhere and looks like really well. Mike Rotunda, I know he started a pro wrestling key store a while back because he had never had a T-shirt in what? his career. Yes, never had a T-shirt in his career. Really? What? Yeah. I mean, obviously but, IRS isn't going to have a T-shirt, but uh, uh, what about uh, what was him and Barry Windham? What were they called? Uh, something, something. U.S. Express. U.S. Express. He did. They didn't have nothing. That's that. That's what Pro Wrestling T said. And I know that there are a couple names that are being brought back. Uh, I can't really reveal those right now. Yeah. But I have heard of a couple names that were furloughed that are being brought back. So Varsity Club. He didn't have a shirt I, with the Varsity Club. I I don't believe so. This wow. was based on the way it was marketed that Mike Rotunda hit him up and was like, "I've never had a shirt." Wow, wow. You know, I I look at Mike Rotunda as an example. Uh, and you know, it's, it's business. It's not personal. I get all that. So, WWE makes so much money. You know what I mean? Yes. And sometimes I think to myself, 
Bray Wyatt, even though you've completely mishandled him and, and it's, it's been an embarrassment what you've done since he debuted as The Fiend and all of that, he's still one of your top guys on SmackDown. Don't you think, as a good faith gesture, you might want to just keep his dad around? Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, how, okay. much, how much money is Mike Rotunda making? It's, it's minimal in the scheme of things for WWE. So let me ask Camilla. If I send a picture through, will it affect anything? Uh, yeah. It will okay. show up like a little... Okay, little I found a Mike Rotunda shirt. Ah. It's amazing. Okay, you'll have to, you'll have to I guess, it's, put it up later or send it. It says Captain Mike Rotunda, and it's him, like, wearing a captain's hat. Yes, in WCW. Yes. Yes. And it's on a boat. Yes. So apparently, he either wanted us to forget about it or he forgot about it. And to me, I'm looking at that shirt. I'm having Pro Wrestling Tees re-release that tomorrow if I'm him because this shirt rules. If he has a if he awesome. has a Twitter account, send it to him. Oh, it's incredible! But yeah, um, I, I mean, they, they here's the thing: they've kept Mike Rotunda for a long time. Yeah, they did. They did. But and, some sometimes, I mean, I don't want to talk numbers, but I bet you he's probably making like a low six figures. If it just yeah. just to keep one of your top guys happy. I would keep them. You know what I'm saying? You know what? That's that's a good point. I my student loans are not even in the low six figures yet. <laughs> yeah, and that would keep me very happy. You know what? I appreciate that mentality, Jimmy, and I completely agree. I, I'm uh, going to make but, you a promise, Sean Rossap, and you can you can quote me on this. I'm going to make you a promise. As soon as Fightful is making 500 million a year on rights fees, I will pay your student loans. Five hundred million. That's it. That's, that's what. That's easy. what WWE gets from USA and uh, Fox. So pretty easy benchmark to hit. Yeah. Uh, Mike Rotunda is also sixty-two, so I can kind of see maybe the some who. Okay, I'll put it like this. I don't know if a lot of people are pointing to a lot of fast-paced Mike Rotunda matches. <laughs> Like, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, at the very least, I'd like to know if it was amicable or mutual or something. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to see anybody lose their job. No, yeah. Dallas is still there, and he hasn't wrestled in 10 months. Right. And right. he's still getting a check. So. I mean, look at, look at WCW, Lanny Poffo. They never used him one time. Yeah. But they gave him a contract because they wanted to appease Randy. Sometimes you do that for your top guys. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree and advocate such a decision. Uh, Patel Ron Six, the sponsor of No Profanity September, says, "Bam, add a bio." Yeah, another Kentucky guy. I'm super proud of that block last night was unbelievable. Jobber says, "With Raw in my face, what do you guys expect for the next 16 weeks going against football and uh, before the Q3 investors call?" Well, I expect about seven Kevin Owens versus Alistair Black matches. Yeah. I expect about nine Andrade versus Angel Garza matches. I expect, oh, what else do we have? About 12 Nia versus Shayna matches. I expect a bunch of rematches is what I expect. And then Drew getting a new program every couple of months. Yeah, it, it's so disappointing. You know, I, I look at Andrade and Garza and Zelina. And when the COVID era began, they were one of the, the star acts, one of the new star acts that WWE relied on to carry the show. Remember there was one episode, I think they did like three matches featuring them back to back to back, including Austin Theory, took up something like 50 minutes of the show. They relied so heavily on them, and now they broke them up yep. because, I don't know, Vince McMahon cannot keep an act together. It's like he puts a group together already thinking about when the turn is going to happen. 
Yeah. You it's know? very frustrating. It's very it's disappointing very because Zelina now, what, what you're going to put her in a program with Oscar, you're going to have Oscar destroy her, and then what? She's great as the manager of that group. That's what she's good at. I, I wouldn't mind if she like lost that feud and then went back to managing somebody, but if I'm Bianca Belair, I'm walking right out there and saying, why don't I get a title shot? I beat this girl six times. Right, right. It doesn't make any sense. That's what I mentioned a cohesive show. It doesn't make any sense. And not because, oh, Zelina's getting a title shot instead of Bianca. Zelina hasn't won. She doesn't win. Yeah, yeah. Throwback27 sends a super chat and says, with ratings for AEW being the way they are, do you think WWE needs to uh, break glass in case of emergency to get the ratings back up? And that being Brock, Oldberg, et cetera, show up. They need to change things to make TV better. Well, I, I said months and months ago, while they were filming content in mass, they should have had John Cena doing literally anything. We've been talking about all this stuff. Yeah, all yeah. this stuff. I mean, The Rock is still sitting at home, Sean. The Rock yeah. is, although I guess he's doing Red Notice now with Ryan Reynolds. I heard that they're uh, on yeah, set. I mean, that's the thing. People are going back out now. Yeah. Testing is more widespread. Like, yeah. I, still unsafe, but they don't have the option. They can't just sit there and say, ah, you know what? We're going to have John Cena come in and film a bunch of stuff because they're doing the Thunderdome live every week now. Yeah. I mean, they still could have had the whole, you know, webcam gimmick covering a match, just make it one segment. They still could have done that. Yeah, they could and they, have. And they didn't do anything. I don't know. I think it is possible that they'll bring in Goldberg or they'll bring in somebody to try to pop a rating. The problem is, again, as we talked about, Vince just tries to pop one week, one rating, Band-Aid, doesn't think long-term. So... That's what's happening. I want to ask yeah. you one other one other piece of business with WWE. Um, apparently, NXT call-ups still aren't being given new deals, even though they're now working main brands. And again, the main brands are making five hundred million a year almost. Fightfulselect.com, Jimmy. It's a good website. But here's my question. Here's my question. I reported today that they are being offered new deals. Oh, they are being offered new deals yeah, now. Yeah, check your website. Pay my student loans. I'm busy, man. Seriously. Jimmy, come on. So many hours in the day, you know? This, this is, is why, I get this is why you're running Fightful and not me. This is why. Come on, I just signed the checks. That's all you I do. You gave me off Saturdays, but come on. At least <laughs> read the content. As Jeremy says, watch, watch the product, Jimmy. Uh, I got to get new deals and it's less money than what people were being offered last year. Really? With, with some renegotiations here and there. Yeah. Case by case, right? Yes. I mean, the renegotiations that they've, they've been like, oh, well in like eight, nine months, we'll talk again type of thing. Cause the world will be different then. Right. Right. Okay. Well, we, speaking of dear, there's only so many hours in the day. You know how busy I am. Yeah. So I posted it today. Oh, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. So, but Maybe, that was that was a good plug for Select though. Super chat, super chat. What was that? Manny, Manny. <laughs> what was that? Manny Santos sent a super chat. Oh, and said WDB just announced Regal will have two major announcements. Any idea what it is? Yes, a, another ladder match probably, and then Robert Stone will have to face somebody. Probably what they'll announce. Uh, major announcements. Whenever you're getting your butt kicked in the ratings, time for a major announcement. Rob Wilkins has a super chat that says, Velveteen Dream, Jackson Riker stay, but they let go of Briscoe and others. From a moral standpoint, it sucks. From a business standpoint, I get it, but it still sucks. Well, yeah, I, I get it for Dream. I don't get it for Jackson Riker, who they weren't even letting wrestle. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When he was on the main roster, and mm-hmm. you got Cutler and Blake, who have worked really, really hard for, for years mm-hmm. to get called up. And what one guy says, oh, man. It's true. Kanye's on Twitter peeing on Grammy trophies. I don't want to talk about Kanye. Kanye's an idiot. I don't need to talk about Kanye. Although very talented, and he's made a lot of money. Good for him, but he's an idiot. So uh, let's talk about AEW. So good for them. They got Miro, a.k.a. Rusev. Big pickup. I bet you he'll be in the main event picture in short order in AEW. So good for him. Don't know how I feel about the hair, but otherwise good for him. Um... Do you have any knowledge at all, even like just vaguely, about Lana's contract with WWE? Any knowledge vaguely how long it's left, anything like that? Yeah. You do. Because, mark my words, AEW, Tony Khan has his finger on the pulse more than Vince does, and Cody Rhodes and those guys. Lana, as we talked about, Lana Rusev are a package. They are a superstar package and aew is going to be all over her when she comes becomes available and i think oh, yeah. lana in, I, in 2024 oh shit yeah yeah <laughs> five-year deal ah uh, <laughs> that's too bad that's too maybe, bad maybe maybe with that tnt money not on this tnt contract yeah 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 Two TNT contracts from now. Uh, that's yeah, that's she's... unfortunate <laughs> she signed until the fall 2024 that's unfortunate <laughs> and they would rather just if they had to keep her home and pay her than let her go there you know yeah oh yeah they would yeah they would be glad to. oh that's unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> okay. i was i wanted to wait until until you've got your point out before i told you because but... they're such a their videos are really good, you know what I mean? And and, yeah. and and I feel like a broken record on this, but I used to think Lana was a star of that team, and now I've pivoted. I think Rusev's a star of that act. And uh, Yeah, and they're really good together. They, they're just really, really good together. They, they work off each other really well, too, you know? Uh, Manny Santos brought up a good point. It's something I had mentioned on, uh, on Twitter. He says, watch, watch the announcement be Halloween Havoc for October 14th ahead of, uh, to go up against the AEW Dynamite anniversary show that they're, they're promoting. Yeah. And why wouldn't they? They yeah. should put I, Halloween Havoc. There's probably a very good chance they will do something like that. Yes. Yeah. If they're still uh, running in opposition by then, because you never know. Yes. So... Okay, let's talk about Raw Underground. So, of course, it's stupid that a SmackDown guy is all of a sudden allowed to be on Raw Underground because they deem that it's not part of Raw, even though it's called Raw Underground. So uh, it makes makes no sense that Braun Strowman's allowed to be there. However, the one thing I will say is I always felt that if they could use Raw Underground as a platform to get somebody over, then it's worthwhile. And in recent weeks, it's kind of lost direction a little bit. It looks like it's just kind of Shane's little plaything out there. However, 
Dabakato is the one guy, and, and you could say to a lesser degree, Riddick Moss, Dolph Ziggler, maybe Eric from the Viking Raiders, but primarily Dabakato has been the guy that they have really utilized this platform to build. I'm intrigued by Dabakato, Braun Strowman, but number one, I wish that they'd be more patient and build it further and not just give it away so quickly. That's number one. And, and, and here's my question for you. Do you think that all they're going to end up doing is feeding Dabakato to Braun to rehabilitate Braun because they've killed him dead as a performer on, at the top level on SmackDown? Yes. Also, Michael Cole's explanation of why Braun was there was the dumbest thing ever. Oh, well, anybody can go to Raw Underground. For example, the Hurt Business did business over there. They're on Raw. Yes. Jimmy. Yeah. They are on Raw. Yeah. That is just like me saying, you know what? Anybody from any wrestling website can show up on Listing Your Boy. I mean, look, Jimmy Van is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Guilty is charged with the surprises, I guess. Mm. But, okay, so here's the one thing that I thought was weird. If Daba Kato is such a bad dude, why didn't he step up to Braun to begin with? I'm supposed to believe that Daba Kato is a bad dude because after three jobbers, two rounds with Riddick Moss, another with Dolph Ziggler, one with both of them, oh, uh, uh, Titus O'Neil. Oh, so then Daba Kato steps up. I'm supposed to believe he's a bad dude because of that? No, I believe he was a bad dude a lot more when he was ripping people's wieners off mm-hmm. on the show. Maybe he's highly intelligent and he wanted to wait until Braun was winded. Yeah, well, it doesn't take much to stand out as a genius among uh, <laughs> some of the, some of the stuff that they do on that show. But woof! I love the idea of Raw Underground, and I I reached out to somebody. You may have seen the tweet where I, I said, "Hey, what?" constitutes the end of a match there and Mm -hmm. they said well i guess whenever shane decides it and i said well if they just said that on the show it would make more sense that shane decides it he is shao khan from mortal Kombat, yeah sitting up there like impress me kill each other shane's annoying me now it's weird all he does is yell out stuff like he's 30 years younger than he is you know this is sick bro it's sick it's sick you're going to really hate me over the next 20 years then, Jimmy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all I got to say is, again, when I saw Braun there to begin with, and then when they ended with the stare down, I immediately thought they're going to feed Davocato to him and, and, and yeah. try to kind of build him back up. And if that's what they do, then over a two-week span, everybody that they kind of utilized Raw Underground as a platform for would have been demolished by Braun Strowman including Dolph yeah. Ziggler, including Riddick Moss. And so where do you go from here with Raw Underground after that? Do you just abolish it then? You know what I mean? There are so many people that can book Raw Underground so much better than what they are because it is such a good platform. Look at AOP. They would have been perfect. A yes. lot of people do not know how legit AOP are. Yeah. If, if Rezar wants to go back to MMA right now, he's going to get a fight yeah. in Bellator. He's going to do it. He already was getting fights in Bellator. He, they're 26 and 27. He was a legit MMA prospect that choked out a UFC veteran in about 15 seconds. Who's the UFC veteran? Ole Thompson. Not a great one, but still, still. choked out a UFC veteran. Yeah. And he was like 23, 22 years old. Akam was about to make an Olympic bid. And he was like, you know what? I got this offer right now. I'll do that. They would have been great there. That would have helped them stand out and, and do awesome. Um, 
It's just I see. I mean, and I see what Jessamine and Marina are able to do there. They couldn't. They did not work in NXT. It wasn't mm-hmm. working for them. They go over to Raw Underground, and it's like, oh, so that's why WWE hired them because they can do that. Mm-hmm. They can effortlessly heave somebody over their head. Jessamine Duke can liver kick somebody, and it looks great. Ah, it's so it's very frustrating. But uh, super chats are not frustrating to me. I actually very much enjoy them. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Please donate super chats. Throwback twenty seven says the talk about WWE possibly moving NXT to Tuesdays is interesting. Do we know what the ratings for Thursday nights were when NXT was on the network against NFL? They didn't have ratings. They just had basic viewership, and those yeah. numbers would have to be released by WWE. Um, yeah, it's not the so, same. So there's no indication of what kind of numbers they were doing because, again, WWE doesn't release them, and a lot of those were on demand, so there's no real evidence of those numbers. Throwback also says, Thank you, Sean, to converting me into a partial Bengals fan. Thursday night's game will be fun to watch. Braun being on Raw could foreshadow the draft. I don't think they even know when the draft is going to be. They've moved it every single month since then, yeah. and I am very excited to watch the Bengals play Thursday, even though they lost in miserable fashion on Sunday. Um I love the Bengals, and I have chosen this life as a Bengals fan. Yeah, and I think Bron- they made, I think they made a point of saying that Braun, you know, is allowed to be oh, on yeah. Underground as a SmackDown guy because they have no plan. I don't think they undermine that stupid stuff so many times, and it's very frustrating because you got people like Throwback excited. Hey, does this mean that we might have a draft coming soon? Right. Probably not, knowing them. And I hate that because I want to see a draft and I want to see more definitive brand splits. Yeah. Um, Rob Reed says, if they do Halloween Havoc, they better have a giant pumpkin and goblin. Oh, I would love to see that set. I would love to see them bring back Halloween Havoc, Jimmy. Maybe they can bring a turkey. uh, They can have a turkey pop out of a giant pumpkin. I had a turkey loose in my backyard last night. Uh, You mentioned that. Was it a wild turkey? No. uh, Our neighbors keep it. I don't know what they do. I don't know if they farm the turkey or if it's their pet. I don't know what their deal is. They're the same ones with the dog that they never feed as well, so... Have you ever Dang. seen the Have you ever seen the Sarah Palin thing at the turkey farm? You ever seen that? No, I've not. So Sarah Palin, uh, if if you're not Canadian or American, in case you don't know, she was a vice presidential candidate with uh, John McCain. I can't recall who they were against. Was it Obama? Kerry, I thought. Or no, no, it wasn't. Are you? Yeah, okay. So she was in a failed bid, so it wasn't yeah. against Obama. Obama, yeah. okay. So they do a thing every year where they pardon a turkey, right? So Sarah Palin goes to, and this is real, you can find it somewhere. Sarah Palin goes to a turkey farm to pardon a turkey, so they have her behind a podium. and they To gotta, pardon a turkey? Yeah, because they do it before Thanksgiving, meaning this turkey's not going to be killed. And they do it as a gimmick every year where they pardon how a turkey. How sweet, how sweet. Yeah, well, here's the, here, here's the payoff. So Sarah Palin's behind a podium, and she's pardoning a turkey. So they got a turkey, like, in a cage, and she's pardoning the turkey. In the background, in the shot, there's a guy holding a turkey by the feet, lowering it into the thing that cuts their throat. And the guy's holding the turkey by the feet, and he's looking off into the camera, smiling like this, while Sarah Palin is pardoning a turkey. She had no idea that it was happening. We just got a super chat from David. And he wants you to try to pronounce his name correctly. It is spelled D-I-K-K-E-R-S. D-I-K-K-E-R-S. Sounds like Dickers. You're right. You're right. That's a Dutch speaking name. Of, speaking of, Jose Flores says, Miro flexing with that Gucci on AEW. And let me tell you guys, if you want more than just your Gooch flexing, our friends at Blue Chew <laughs> will help get you there. 
you'll be flexing all of it. I mean, I, I don't know what it will do for your gooch. I mean, I, I don't know. But you will have the Gucci of penises thanks to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable of the same <clears throat> FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But in my opinion, they work a little bit better. It's cheaper. It's just better overall. Gets into your system uh, really quick as it's a chewable, and it's ready whenever you are. And if you're not ready, it helps get you there. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor because it's prescribed online. Blue Chew works with physicians to get this prescribed and ship straight to you discreetly. I mean, everybody wants the Fendi of penises. Right, Jimmy? What do you know about that? What do you know about Fendi? Oh, lots. Lots. You buy your wife Fendi? Uh, she gets whatever she wants, but I... Uh... If I'm being honest, I'm not a brand guy. The only brand I wear is this listing your boy thing on my shirt here. Yeah, and yeah. Fifle on my hat up here. I'm not a brand guy at all, at all. Yeah, well, uh, Blue Chew is a heck of a brand, and they will make sure that performance is not just up to par. It will exceed expectations. Don't have to have a problem to have Blue Chew. Gives you that extra confidence. Gives you that extra performance. Maybe you're going. Head to head. I don't know what you're into. I'm not here to judge. But Blue Chew will make sure that you are headstrong. You'll take them on. You'll be headstrong to take on anyone, Jimmy. I'm wearing, a pair, of, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a pair of lugs right here. They cost me like $25. BlueChew.com code Fightful. Well, you know what Blue Chew will cost you? How about nothing? How about nothing? I know you like that, Jimmy. <laughs> Just pay $5 shipping. Use that code Fightful. Hit them up at Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. We have more Super Chats, thankfully, because there's not a lot of news today. I got more stuff, though. I do. That's okay. Rob Bulkin says, have Twitter explode. Just announced Starcade 1014. I don't think that Twitter would explode necessarily. I mean, I was at a Starcade a couple of years ago in Cincinnati. It was fun, but I think they've kind of done that before. But I do like the idea. But I would rather them do Halloween Havoc since it's October. Jimmy. Makes sense. Yep, I agree. And then if they wanted to do one in December, they could do that. But, I mean, they also already announced a takeover for, like, a few weeks away. So, Throwback27 says, Rousey training with Piper's daughter. Does this give fans like myself false hope of Rousey coming back? And a horsewoman versus horsewoman match has the time passed. I think there's still plenty of time for horsewomen and horsewomen. I don't think... I don't think that will be off the table until one of them is physically unable to do the match completely forever. Yep. It's something that they can go back to, and especially if they get more out of Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. But what do you think about Ronda Rousey training with Piper's daughter? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, actually, uh, about Ronda Rousey. So Piper's daughter, wasn't she doing some stuff with JTG as well? I think, I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, she's still affiliated with WWE, I assume, right? So, like, if she does want to do anything in the ring, it'd be with WWE? Yeah, she had a contract with them. Uh, it's pretty extended contract. It is. From what I okay. I mean, I agree with you about uh, horsewomen versus horsewomen. Charlotte's out for a while. Becky Lynch is out for a while. So it's probably going to be at least a year before they could even do that match if they wanted to. Just, just to follow up, Ronda Rousey's deal was originally through April 10th, 2021. I don't know if they have the ability to freeze that deal, so to speak, because 
I get the feeling Ronda Rousey ain't getting the same deal as everybody else. No, no. <laughs> and they probably want her to to have that just so they can put her in video games and stuff like that as well. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we still don't know what's going on with her personal life. You know, she might still have other stuff that she wants to accomplish. So uh, I guess we'll see. I will I will say, like, I, I, I miss seeing her in the ring in WWE because not only was she phenomenal in the ring, but in terms of a character, you know what I mean? She was yes. one of the, she was one of the best male or female in terms of character, even though she let the crowd rattle her a little bit too much, which she wouldn't have to worry about in this environment. And and she was heavily protected, which I like. Yes. Uh, David Dicker says, "Well, congrats, Jimmy. Bonus points and super chat money for doing it well and even guessing where I'm from. Have a good show." There you go. Uh, Ma- Manny Santos says, "On Raw, they seem to really promote Mandy Rose coming to Raw. I wonder if they have a feud for her already." I think that she could be a good fit. Uh, so that was obviously on our topic list. We might as well get it now, Jimmy. What happened, Sean? I wish I knew. How, I, I ask, I, that's so funny how people will waste their Q&A questions on what happened, Sean? How They don't know what happened. I figured because you have a direct line to Vince McMahon that maybe he would have, you know, he would have told you what's going on. I look at it like this and I... I, it's so frustrating because, again, as a fan, I, tr- I put myself into the shoes of a fan because I'm still a wrestling fan. As yeah. a fan, Zelina Andrade Garza was one of the, the entertaining acts to watch on the show. They break them up. Yeah. Uh, Otis and Mandy were one of the hottest acts in the company on either brand going into WrestleMania. And the company recognized it enough that they have Otis win the money in the bank because they recognized that they had something here. And ever since he won Money in the Bank, now he's running around fighting John Morrison over a lunchbox. And they've completely dropped the ball with, with, with Otis and Mandy. Ten matches this year he's had against Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Somebody, but... somebody had the balls to say to me, it's almost like they're working a program. Shut up. Yeah. It, it, gets to the, it gets to the point where you almost forget why they're fighting to begin with. It's like uh, Dominic and Seth fought again. They wrestled again and Seth won again. So that's it. Dominic, there's nothing left to prove for Seth Rollins. You beat him again. That's it. Me, I would have a heel approach Otis and say, you know what? The Miz has pull, but I've got even more pull. Give me a shot at that briefcase and I'll get her back on SmackDown. And, uh, Maybe maybe he the, the heel wins the briefcase and then doesn't do anything to even further accelerate their heel. It just can't be Baron Corbin, can't be Sheamus, can't yeah. be either one of those. I would like for it to be like maybe AJ, like him him to be like, I jump from whatever brand I want to. I do that all the time. I can get her back here. Give me a shot at that briefcase. I would really like that. I just don't know how you go from where they were a mania time. The only thing I can think of, quite honestly, is they just don't they don't know where to go creatively. Vince doesn't know yeah. where to go creatively. They did the thing, okay, this is uh, George Steele and Elizabeth. This is Beauty and the Beast. Uh, okay, now we got them together. Now they're a couple, and we are out of ideas. Yep. You know? Because yep. otherwise, it, it, he w- they were the hottest thing. Otis was fun. He was fun. Yes, he, he, was. Enter- he was entertaining. And as soon as he won that briefcase... John Morrison fighting for a lunchbox. Oh, look, there's baloney in it this week. Crowds, crowds not being around really hurt Mandy and Otis because that mania moment should have been there. Like the Royal Rumble this year, 
that spot with Otis, I usually hate those types of Royal Rumble spots. Yeah. That one was so perfect. It was so perfect for them. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Oh. Yeah, it's but, very frustrating. So many, like, so many. We're supposed to believe that The Miz talked SmackDown into just giving Mandy Rose, but then Michael Cole says, blockbuster trade for who? Yeah. Just, yeah. just explain it to me, man. Who? Yeah, it's 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 hard to watch sometimes. What happened with Mickey James and Oscar? Was that a legit screw up, or what happened with that? So Mick Foley said that he heard that that she was injured and that her shoulder was hurt. People were pointing the finger at the ref when I asked, but it was hardly hardly definitive. And going back to the Mandy Rose thing, like just say it was for Mojo Raleigh earlier this year or something. I don't mm. know. But yeah, nobody nobody seemed to have a definitive answer. I don't think. Okay, so nobody wanted to throw Mickey under the bus, but they mm-hmm. were all too ready to uh, throw the ref under the bus, which was kind of wild. Hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I didn't look that closely, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Danny Davis in there. Yeah. Pretty sure. It was, it it, was rough. It, it was rough even before that injury. Yeah, I didn't really notice the injury, but, uh, but she didn't tap, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, that, that was, it was a weird finish. I didn't yeah. like it at all. Very, very strange. I wonder where, if they're going to go anywhere with it. They kind of have to, but I don't know. Yeah, I think they need to explain it somehow. Uh, if she is okay, they need to run it back yep. and say, oh, she didn't really tap out. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff Hardy uh, claims or says that he has resigned with WWE, uh, and I guess as part of that he's going to get his old music back whenever they have live fans there. Are you surprised by that, that Jeff Hardy has resigned with WWE? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. No. No offense to Matt Hardy. What? It's a series of very unfortunate circumstances that Matt Hardy has went through. They had much grander, better plans for him. They could not have predicted no fans. Mm-hmm. They could not have predicted that blood and guts would get canceled. They could not have predicted that that uh, the gimmicks wouldn't work out. That's that's on Matt though. They couldn't have predicted Sammy's suspension, the chair to the face, or what happened this past uh, uh, this couple weeks ago. Jeff is in a good spot with WWE, but he's he's already going to be there through the end of next year anyway. They're going to extend his deal anyway. He might as well sign a better deal as a result. So I, I don't blame him at all. I don't. Th- you know, WWE will always factor him in somehow, or he'll be all too happy to just sit at home and collect that check. I don't feel like he is the wrestling creative. Uh, I don't feel like he's satisfied as creatively with wrestling as Matt is. I agree. Oh, he's got other outlets. Absolutely. He'd rather be on his motocross track next to his house. You know? There you go. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And the other thing I was thinking, too, about Jeff Hardy in, in terms of him resigning, AEW at this point is overloaded with talent. Yes, they but are. They, they have so much talent now and, and bringing in Miro now. They want more, too. They want more because they want to add more content. Also, by the way, it wouldn't be surprised to see NXT add more content. Bing, bang, boom. Okay, but if even when AEW adds a second show, because they are going to be adding a second show, even when they do, unless they have separate brand, separate rosters like, like WWE does, they still have more guys than they're going to be able to use. Assuming that they're going to have some much of the same guys on both shows, they can't possibly use everybody. Like, we see Janela now, and Janela was never going to be a main eventer, but Janela's basically enhancement now. 
you know? Yeah, but I, I think that's that's not such a bad thing to I mean, you got people that aren't gonna be overused. You have people that that are going to uh you're gonna have people that aren't oversaturated. You're you're not over you're not seeing them all the time, and I think that's okay. And I like the way they use dark. It's a way they can get a look at people. And if they want to slide a team, if they want to slide SCU into a tag match, tag title match, they can say, oh, well, look at that. They they won three matches in a row on dark. I, I like basically the way that they have taken this approach so far. And the, if they say that they want to add more people and it's working out right now, I'm all right with that. Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, Sean Spears, oh, 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 he made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> he's on TV. Yeah. He wanted to wrestle. He's getting to wrestle. Take Conti. Oh, well, she made a mistake. She asked for her release. She's on TV. She wanted to wrestle. Matt Hardy wanted to do creative stuff. He's doing creative stuff. Dustin Rhodes wanted to do something else. He's doing a lot of something else. I don't see many people that are in a worse position now than they were WWE. Oh, 100%. 100%. So I think that's that's the ultimate gauge. And there, there's only more guys coming available, you know, yeah. because not only do, we, do you have WWE guys with expiring contracts, but look at, say, Harry Smith, Davey Boy Smith Jr. His MLW contract's going to be up. Brian Pillman's MLW contract's up, I think, next summer. He's already been doing stuff with uh, AEW, kind of, you know, with MLW's blessing. There's going to be more guys available. I just kind of question... The word on AEW is that given their current contract, they're barely breaking even because they can't do ticket sales the way that they did. Merch isn't what it was. So using just the TV contract, the word is they're barely breaking even. I don't know if they necessarily want to be bringing on a shit ton more talent. Yeah. Just a couple of a couple more updates. Queen Hannah. Make sure you guys uh, follow her on Twitter. Wonderful person says Mickey basically said today on the bump. She's fine. Doesn't understand what happened. So then that's on the ref then. That's definitely on the ref. Guys, Mm. make sure you leave a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, If you ever get us past 100 likes immediately, that really helps us out. That that puts us out there. We've actually been showing up in your subscription feeds lately. The numbers have reflected that. I'm very happy about that. But we do have a few more minutes for Super Chats and Throwback 27. Make sure you guys check out his show every Tuesday. He says... WWE needs to stop going back to the same god-awful matches that have no meaning to it. Give us new matches that make that make us care, and they matter. Uh, they take things and destroy talent's momentum. Hashtag Wildboy is awesome. Hashtag we need better. That's my biggest qualm with WWE. I, I want them to make sense, and I want some fresh matches, or at least something different. Like, throw in a triple threat here and there, or a four corners match for a top contender spot for U.S. title, then do the match the next week, and move on from that program. I don't know why they don't do enhancement matches regularly. Yeah. Like, I've always thought they should, because that's how you build a guy up. Then you have this guy that was working enhancement matches, you have that guy that was working enhancement matches, you put them together and do a match, and there's going to be interest in it. The problem, again, is, say, the Viking Raiders, as an example. You can even go as far back as Ryback. They do the enhancement matches, but then they don't have a plan for the guy. So then three months later, he's still doing enhancement matches. And by then, you're sick of it. You need to have a plan with these guys. And now what they do, instead of doing enhancement matches, they just keep them off TV altogether. Right. See Bianca Belair. Yeah, it's too bad. I should should note, uh, if you go to the list goes on after this, FiveOfSelect.com, we're going to talk Roman Reigns. We're going to talk Bray Wyatt. We're going to talk Ivar. We're going to talk Brock Lesnar. We're going to talk about what was apparently a debacle with the NWA this week. 
We're going to talk all of that stuff on the list goes on after this. So check it out. Guys, uh, to get some plugs out of the way, my God, we have we just got so much going on. I've got an interview that dropped this week with Anthony Green. Some of you might say, who's that? Well, you're going to know who he is because he just <laughs> signed with WWE. Uh, I was able to get that that one in. I got the former Darren Young, Fred Rosser, dropping this week. He is now with New Japan doing their New Japan USA stuff. And I got a couple of really good interviews next week. Uh, Aiden English, the former Aiden English, did that interview a while back, had some issues with the recording, was able to restore it, get it up and going. I've got a ton of stories there. And then I got another interview that I don't want to tell anybody about yet because I don't want somebody to come in and interview them and try to release it before me. So I uh, got that coming. Uh, the distraction yesterday, Jeremy and Joe reviewed every Firefly Funhouse episode ever. What? Ever. They watched all of them. Is there a Vine or something online where you can see them back to back? A playlist. Uh, they watched a playlist. There's a playlist. They also reviewed recently Wrong Side of Town. Have you seen that terrible movie? Nope. Rob Van Dam, Batista, Viscera are all in it. Viscera, really? Viscera was in it. Wow. Terrible movie. Check out the distraction. Very happy to see those numbers climbing. And also, FightfulSelect.com. If you want to support us, I am breaking news over there every day. And I mean every day we've got exclusive news up there. But that's not it. We've got like six or seven podcasts a week, including the Retro Review. The new format of the Retro Review is that uh, Alex McCarthy of TalkSport, Louis Dangor of WrestleTalk review whatever WWF pay-per-view was 20 years ago. We let them uh, do a free preview this week, so you can check out WWF Unforgiven's review up on our channel right now. Make sure you check it out. Eloquent says he heard AEW All Out did like a 110,000 buy rate. That would be phenomenal for yeah, them. Yeah, good for them, yeah. yeah. I, I am so happy to see them succeed. I really am. I love it. It, it, it's, just, it's good stuff. It's Competition good stuff. is very, it's very good. It should be good for the business. Uh, WWE doesn't seem to be yet, but they're, yeah. they're just going to keep losing people if they don't smarten up. So, Ring of Honor is coming back. You've got New Japan doing a brand split right now because all their people are stuck in the USA, so they're doing that. I like that. It's not quite getting the buzz that I wish it did, but, hey, we're helping out with that. Impact got some of their best social media buzz ever, ever recently, so good for them. Guys, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Check out FightfulSelect.com. We're out. <laughs> Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.